Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow. And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Lee Flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which dogs are barking first. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine, yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stolen. Welcome in to the Punt Impasse podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Jake from... Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at from Jake PuntandPass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. Yeah, buddy. Second weekend of November. It is week 11 of the college football season. Crazy. Thanksgiving. Two weeks away, dude. I cannot believe how fast this is all moving. The second edition of the college football playoff rankings came out Tuesday night. We have a ton of awesome games to dive into. A bunch of top 10, top 25 action that surely will have college football playoff implications. You got it locked into the right place right here on Punt and Pass. Jake Fromm, how are you, brother? Man, what's going on, DB? Excited to be here. Ready to chop it up. Week 11. Man, it's college football. It is. good stuff. We're ready. We're excited. It's Let's do great it. stuff. Where are the commanders going this weekend? Because I, I think you're going to have a nice little Saturday to possibly just kick your feet up, watch a lot of ball. Dude, I hope they're going to have the live screens on our uh, flight okay. because we're going to go all the way to Seattle. Wow. So we have like hike. a five-hour flight. We're leaving early on Friday. Um, dude, hopefully we'll be able to watch some college football on this plane trip because if I'm not, I'm going to go crazy because there's good games. I don't want to miss them because I'm going to have to stay up late at some point and rewatch all these games to stay up to date on the stuff. So yeah, you will. But then, you know, Saturday you'll wake up, have your walkthrough, have a quick couple meetings, and then you'll be in the hotel room chilling, dude. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And the benefit West coast living that Georgia kick off at 4 PM for you. So you're going to, I mean, you're going to be midday chilling. Dude, you're exactly right. Hey, I'm always one step ahead. Dude, you are. I'm one step ahead. One step ahead. Speaking of being one step ahead, the DB three piece hit last week. Let's go. Thank you. Let's go. Yes, yes. I gave it out on Friday on my social media at Drew Butler. Of course, was on at Punt and Pass as well on Twitter and Instagram. And the DB three piece. What is that? If you've been living under a rock, it's my prize picks entry of the week. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by our awesome partners over at Prize Picks. And what did I do? I took that one hundred dollar entry and I turned it into five. 
$1,500 with a correct power play on the DB3 piece. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT, P U N T, PUNT, and you get a 100% deposit match up to your first. $100 college basketball is now in full swing. The NBA and the NHL are now in full swing. Major league soccer is even in full swing with the playoffs going on right now. You can do cross board entries, pick two to six players, predict that they will go more or less than their prize picks projection. And you can 25 X your money daily fantasy simplified the best daily fantasy app on the planet that of course is prize picks so tell a family member tell a friend look thanksgiving's coming around there's no better way to make your thanksgiving the most enjoyable than to get active on prize picks i'll probably cook up a db3 piece on thanksgiving day for you just giving you a forewarning download the prize picks app use the promo code punt we love our partners over at Price Picks. All right, you know what we do on the Thursday episode of Punt and Pass? We go three and out to start things off. Jake, I know that's like a punting thing. Look, you don't like going three and out. I actually saw a stat today. Georgia, Coach Bobo, their three and out statistic is like one of the lowest in the country. So give that man some love. I saw that. I'm going a little off topic here, but I don't know if you saw that statistic too. Georgia's offense has not been going three and out much at all this season. It's all the same stat as well. Um, honestly, if couldn't believe it because of how we felt watching maybe the first five games, right? Yeah, it didn't it feel out. like the offense was was flowing that well, but they weren't going three and out. Um, they were moving the ball a little bit, winning the field position battle, which special teams guys love to hear and love to talk yes. about. So yes. I did see that stat. That's a great stat. Always good, good to have, especially as a quarterback and an offensive coordinator. Put some respect on that man's name. He's maybe one of the most, I don't even know what, he's just the lightning rod, especially within the Georgia fan base. So I don't know. We'll see, but hey, keep going. Three and out on punt and pass though. We go through the three biggest news and storylines around the world of college football. So our first down is some news coming out of Athens. And uh, maybe this was a little slip up, Jake. I got to ask you about this. During his weekly media availability Wide receiver Marcus Rosamie Jackson was asked about Brock Bowers. How's Brock doing? How's he looking? What's he been like around the facility? And Marcus Rosamie Jackson is going through his usual player speak, probably exactly what everybody trains him up to say. Hey, he's in good spirits. He's hanging around. He's doing everything he can. And then at the end, he says, yeah, I heard he was running up to 19 to 20 miles per hour this week. And as soon as he said it, if you've seen the video on YouTube or you saw it on TV, it looked like he told himself, oh, shit, I should not have said that out loud. Everybody took it. People have been running with it, Jake Fromm. Now the storyline is, will Brock Bowers play this weekend against Ole Miss? We'll get to that in just a second. My first question to you is, how mad did this make Kirby Smart? That's that's why they ask those questions. They're just hoping for that, <laughs> yes. that, that one slip-up, that one anecdote that just that gives you – just what you need to make uh, a good inferred decision yes. on what will happen. And it is trending and looking like Brock Bowers may actually play in this football game. I saw something uh, on Twitter. I bet it was from it? Rusty Manziel. Is it the tweet that Rusty sent out? Because go I, ahead. I don't want to interrupt you, but I just did. Uh, it was about how if Brock plays on Saturday, it'll be the 26th day. 
And then Tua. This was Rusty Manziel, correct? This is Rusty, yeah. Uh, but then Tua also played after the tightrope sur- surgery, twenty-seven days after. Yep. So it is doable. It's plausible. Will we see it? I don't know. But if he does play, oh, Coach Smart, he may not be too happy that uh, someone <laughs> let someone let the cat out of the bag. I know, well, dude. That would have been such uh, just an energizer in that stadium for the team. It would have had Lane Kiffin and that Pete Golding defensive staff just spinning their wheels oh, on yeah. Saturday. If you were to seen Brock Bowers going through pregame warmups, so what did Coach Smart say? Here's what he said in response to Marcus Rosemey Jackson letting the cat out of the bag. Quote, I think there's a lot of markers he's got to hit. He's working towards that. I've never seen a person work as hard as he's worked to try to get an opportunity for himself. There's more than just the marker of sheer speed. One of the first things you look at on this injury is acceleration and deceleration, not GPS speed. So he's trying to maybe quell some of the expectations that the media are just currently running with i mean before we started taping this pod it's wednesday night uh, i was on espn i mean they're talking about it on sports center this is a real storyline um will brock play and i guess my next question to you is this if he plays it's not just one play or two plays i mean will he get 20 to 25 snaps in this game jake if he can go if he can go i definitely think there will be a a snap count on how many plays he plays like I, they're not going to let him go play a normal full football game where he's going to get run blocking and yeah all 50 yeah. to 60 snaps no they're going to use him ideally in a passing situation um probably play 15 to 20 uh let him feel like yes it's a big game you know his emotions he's going to want to be in there playing oh yeah. um but yeah the, the, we're not kirby's not going to go all out into this football game at a at a chance he may ruin uh Brock's career later down the road. So that's not that's not what he's about. That's not what he's looking to do. Um but man if Brock can go, hey, they go let him go. Yeah, you got to keep in mind. I mean, I I love the Tua comparison because Tua did play 27 days after tightrope. Brock will be at 26 days on Saturday, but these are two very different positions. I mean, not only weight bearing but blocking the constant collision and contact that you have at the tight end position and then cutting acceleration, deceleration, whatever. But let's just think about this. It's senior day. I mean, this is going to be Brock's last game in Stanford stadium. So this means something he's going to want to get on that field. I mean, I think when you saw uh, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saints face, you were like, Oh yeah, he, he just said something he was not supposed to say. So we'll see. I'll be there Saturday. I'm excited. Jackie and I are going to head out to the game. It's going to be a sick atmosphere. College game days in town. Fowler and Herb Street calling the game 7 p.m. under the lights. Kiffin versus Georgia. Can't wait. That'll be fun. All right, let's go to second down. The latest at Michigan. Now, look, if you're sick and tired of us talking about Connor Stallions and the sign-stealing scandal, you have to cover it. It's completely galvanized the college football world, either completely for Michigan and Connor Stallions were totally against them. But reportedly tomorrow or today, as you're listening on Thursday, the Big Ten is set to do something and dole out possible penalties to Michigan and or Jim Harbaugh. So what would that be? I saw some rumors today that potentially Michigan could impose a two-game suspension ahead of the penalties. Um, 
I also saw where the Big Ten could step in and create some penalties before the NCAA goes full bore on their investigation. Jake, I don't know. Uh, but what's crazy is all of the evidence that has come out of the rampant sign stealing across the Big Ten and how reportedly two teams, Rutgers and another, possibly Ohio State, I'll look this up while you're talking, they gave their intel on stealing Michigan's signs to Purdue before last year's Big Ten championship game, Purdue played Michigan. Obviously, it didn't help. I don't know what the hell's going on in the Big Ten. Yes, we know sign stealing goes on everywhere. They've taken it to the umpteenth degree, and now this thing has hit the fan, brother. Yeah, it, it definitely looks like it. Uh, I mean, this just kind of looks like a gigantic spider web to me. It's all entangled. It's all intertwined. It looks like to me everybody's doing it in their own capacity, in their own way. Um, so, I mean, w- what's the Big Ten going to do? Are they going to punish one team uh, out of all the teams? Uh, are you going to uh, do something uh, for everybody? Or it's just a slap on the wrist, hey, don't do it? Um I don't know. I, I have I have a solution to the the problem. Please, yes, yeah. Let's go earpiece. Let's go Put the earpiece in the Put helmet. Earpiece in there, man. What are we doing? Yeah. So I, in the NFL, explain that. Explain when it gets turned off. Explain how long you had to talk to the coaches for our audience. Yeah, uh, in the NFL, you have an earpiece um, in your helmet. In my helmet, uh, there's only one coach that gets to talk to you. Um, generally it's either the offensive corner, whoever the play caller is, is who's on the earpiece. Um, and, uh, only when you have the ball, one person on offense, one person on defense, and then it, it cuts off at 15 seconds on the play clock, on the play clock. As yep. soon as does it, does it pick up as soon as the 42nd play clock starts? Yep. Yep. And now they have to press a button of to call in obviously, cause they're communicating with coaches. Hey, what hash are we on? What yard line? All this stuff. And so they normally kind of come in around 25, 30. And it's not um, like you can talk back. You're just no, taking in the information. Nope. Yeah, you're just taking the information. Um, which uh, we can get into all the, hey, how, how could they use it? Uh, you know, so what you see now in college football is they'll, they'll pretend to hurry up and go fast. They'll get to the line of scrimmage, they'll do the clap, and then look to the sideline. And so now what you'll do is they'll go to the line, they'll clap, and the coach is basically coaching the quarterback. I just I in the see, NFL as well. So the Rams used to do this a lot with McVay and gotcha. Jared Goff back when they were really rolling um, during that time period when they went to the Super Bowl and all that good stuff. So they would hurry up, get to the line, and McVay's just going the whole time. Hey, this is what we're getting. Yada yada. Oh oh, they're they're going to too high. Check to this. And so um. I'm assuming in college football, you would see a lot of that Yeah, uh, where coaches are just constantly coaching their guy uh, through it. And then I forgot to also mention once the ball is snapped, then it cuts off as well, too. That's right. Yeah. If, for, if you're going fast and you're, you snap it before the 15 seconds comes, it, it goes off. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can use it and utilize it to your advantage. Um, and there's, there's no reason you can't do it. There's plenty of money in college football. That was kind of the big of deal of, of getting all those systems into, uh, all the stadiums, yeah, all the stadiums, all the, the non power five schools. So, um, but I would like to see it just cause it just, it, it brings a different, um, just a little bit of different juice to the game because that relationship between the play caller and the quarterback, 
how the quarterback uh, digests that information and then ultimately goes and plays as well. Yeah, and if you're if you're listening and you're kind of wondering how this works, like there is a dedicated communications line in which a third party literally cuts it off at 15 seconds. So like it's not like the coach just stops talking at 15 seconds, is that there's no communications once 15 seconds reaches the play clock. So what Jake is saying is that if you were to hurry up to the line and there's 32 seconds left on the play clock and you do your fake clap and look over, I mean, you could be getting the play call, the audible from your coach in the booth. And then when 15 seconds hits, that just goes dark. Yep. So Look, would that work? Of course it would work in college football. Is there enough money? Yes, of course there is. And then the personnel, like Perry at Georgia, who's in charge of the sideline comps for the coaches. Perry. I think Perry could handle it. Oh, 100%. He'd be I the guy could that could handle it. Handle it. No question about it. So what will happen at Michigan? I don't know. But look, Jake Fromm just gave you the answer. This is how you stop this stuff. And it was Rutgers, Ohio State, and Purdue who colluded to share Michigan's signs against Michigan in the Big Ten championship of last year. So now if the Big Ten has all this evidence, you said it best. Like, what What do you do? Do, do you punish one? Do you punish all? Do you say cut it out? Because what would you do to punish Michigan when they have provided proof that it has happened against them? Would you just tell Michigan, well, you just went too far over the edge? Yeah. Sign stealing is okay, but you just can't do it that well. I don't know, dude. It is a mess and I do think it's fascinating. I want your thoughts on this, and then we'll move on to third down. I do think it's fascinating how people truly believe there is a conspiracy theory around ESPN. ESPN is covering this just morning, noon, and night. College game day, uh, SEC network, uh, all the college football programming, Sports Center, First Take, you name it. They are covering this just from top to bottom. There's a conspiracy theory that ESPN is trying to knock out the Big Ten from the college football playoff because they do not have a relationship with the Big Ten. They do have a relationship with the college football playoff. Anything there? I mean, look, I am in the inner deep webs of college football social media. I see it all, brother. You can't get past me. Dude, I, I got to follow who you follow. I got I got to get on those sites, man, so I can get all the all the good stuff, all the conspiracy stuff. I yeah. like that. I eat it up. Uh, last thing I will say on it, though, they, from what I understand, I could be wrong here, but they will get in trouble for advanced scouting in person. Which, which is an NCAA rule. A rule. Yeah, you you can't do that. That's a no-no. So they will, in some capacity, get a slap on the wrist for that. How, how severe, I do not know, um, but that you cannot do. Yeah, and you know, like I, I do not think that Michigan will impose a two-game suspension on Jim Harbaugh because that's just an admission of guilt. They're not going to do that, man. They've dug their feet in. I also saw where if the NCAA or the Big Ten were to put a restriction or a penalty on Jim Harbaugh, Michigan would immediately file a temporary restraining order in court and say, we're taking this thing to court. Jim Harbaugh does not have to abide by any penalty. It's about to get messy. It's about to get messy. We will continue to cover that right here on punt and pass. All right, let's go to third down. Then we'll move on to our games. Let's recap the college football playoff rankings. No change. No change in the top four. Ohio State one, Georgia two, Florida State three, excuse me, Michigan three, Florida State four. Now, I want to ask you, do you think, because you've been saying this, like, I don't think Ohio State's number one team in the nation. 
So why are they number one? Do you think anybody on that committee thinks truly that Ohio State is the number one team in the nation? I saw Danny Cannell was talking to Greg McElroy on uh, GMAX podcast. And Danny Cannell said, I found it fascinating that during the college football ranking show, the playoff ranking show, they asked everybody on the panel, who do you think number one is? And none of them even said Ohio State. So does this matter? And do you think anybody really believes that the Buckeyes are number one in the nation? So the only reason I can fathom of why they have them up there is because of their two big wins over Notre Dame and Penn State. Okay. Like that's it then, right? That That's it. Uh, I don't believe that they're the best team in college football. I think many people throughout the country do not believe they're the best team in college football. Uh, quite simply, just because they don't pass the eye test. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't, I think they got good players. I just don't think they play continuity football. Like they just don't, don't play very well together at the moment. Um, And they don't have the best quarterback out of the top four teams in the country um, out of the other guys. So I don't know, but this to me will have some ramifications because when Ohio state loses, not if, when they lose at Michigan, at Michigan, how far do they slide? Because if they're already ranked at three or four, they slide out. That's right. Of obviously the the college football playoff. But if they're ranked at one and they lose a tight win to Michigan, how far are they going to slide? So to me, this is I think going to come back and 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 bite some of these Pac-12 teams, maybe Texas, maybe Alabama. It's going to come back and bite somebody in the booty cheeks because of of how they've done this. Booty cheeks have been called on this week's podcast. <laughs> no, I, look, I I totally agree with you. Um, why are they sitting at number one? How is it just? I think Florida State's better than Ohio State. I didn't if think you that. gave me Florida State versus Ohio State on a neutral field right now, I'd make Florida State um, two and a half point favorite. Yeah. And I and I would take Florida State and I'd lay that short number and I'd say, dude, Jordan Travis, Trey Benson, that defense, like, let's go. I, I think that'd be a really good game. Uh, and I think Washington, like uh, Oregon, give me Oregon over Ohio State right I so now. Too. I think so, too. I don't know. It's fascinating. It, it is funny, though. I, I don't know if it happened this week. I did see it last week. And of course, I'll, I'll mention Georgia one more time. But when the initial college football playoff rankings came out, Ohio State social media puts up a big thing. Number one, Michigan social media puts up a big thing. Number three, Florida State. Number four, Georgia. Nothing. They know what's up. They know what's up. And that's coming from one guy only. Like, let's not get that confused. One guy. Tuesday post about going to work. That's right, dude. Get your lunch pail out. That's it. I'm going to need that this week for sure. So, look, who knows? If Georgia beats Ole Miss, we'll get to that game, I think. This is going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be a very good game. If Georgia gets a top 10 win after beating number 12 Missouri last week, uh, would they bounce up to number one? I have no idea. I'm not in that room. Saw my man Pat McAfee today said he doesn't envy those making the college football playoff decisions. I I do envy them. Put me in that room. I want to be in there. Shake some feathers. Okay? I'm not afraid of a couple of suits. You would. I'm not afraid. You know that. You tell them how it is. You know what else I'm not afraid of? Tell me. 
going back to back on the DB three piece. It's happening this week. I'm just going to tell you that right now I'm in the lab. I've got some momentum. There's so much action on the prize picks board. When you get there on a Friday evening, when you wake up on a Saturday, you almost get overwhelmed because there are so many ways you can go with college football action. I'm going to pick three more winners. We're going to go back to back on the DB three piece. And if you want to tail Go ahead and download the Price Picks app right now or go to pricepicks.com. And if you use the promo code PUNT, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. DB3 piece hits, you turn that 100 into 500. Now you're off to the races. That's what I'm doing for you this weekend. Download the Price Picks app, go to pricepicks.com, follow them on social media at pricepicks. Promo code is PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. I'm labbing this one up, okay? Head on over to social media, at Punt and Pass, at Drew Butler. I will remind you of it on Friday. I will post it on Saturday morning. Tail it. It's hitting. That's it. Pick two to six players. You can do cross-board entries. You can win up to 25x your money. All you have to do is guess if your players will go more or less than their prize picks projection and you can win real cash. Prize picks is the best. Shout out to prize picks. All right, let's go inside the five. I got five great games here, Jake. You want to do this thing? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's start with the college game day game. We'll, we were not going chronological order. We'll go straight to the big one. Number nine, Ole Miss at number two, Georgia, 7 p.m. on ESPN. College game day is in town. Fowler and Herbstreit are on the call. The atmosphere should be wild. It's senior day for Georgia. It's a night game in Athens. This one should be pretty special. Georgia is a 10.5-point favorite. The total is 57.5 points. A lot of things to break down here, Jake. I've been saying it since the beginning of the season. Ole Miss's offense is one that Georgia needs to prepare heavily for. Yeah, I think there's so many just storylines that you could highlight here. Like Brock coming back, night game in Sanford Stadium, Lane versus Kirby. um, First time ever as head coaches. Yeah, uh, Georgia defense versus a mobile quarterback. Uh, bad blood uh, from Ole Miss when they spanked us in 2016. Yep. Um, I mean, there's just a lot going on in this game. I'm I'm excited for it. I think this is going to be so fun to watch. I hate I'm not going to be able to be there because I think it's going to be rocking. Like yeah, I think that, I I think this is going to be a big time atmosphere. Um, the Juice Kirby's are, already calling out the fans. I don't know if you've seen yeah, that. Yeah, challenging Apparently, them. Apparently it uh, wasn't as good as expected, maybe for the Missouri game. Uh, but a lot of parents, a lot of parents in town. Parents weekend, a lot of parents there. Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe not. It's cool. Just what I've heard. It's just what I've yeah. heard. But this one, this one, this one's going to be different. This one's going to be different. Um, I, I I know Lane's going to have some good stuff cooked up on offense. He like I, I think their first two drives. Their first two drives are either going to go one or two ways. Either they're going to go three and out and just get their brains beat in, yeah, or they're going to be just automatic all the way down the field, dinking and dunking, boom, hits a deep one, and it looks like maybe we're going to be in for a long night and just get absolutely cooked. You just never know how it's going to turn out. Yeah, look, Lane Kiffin uh, has been known to do some head-scratching stuff in big games. Um, keep in mind, Ole Miss it. As good as their offense is, they've looked vulnerable as well this season. They scored only 10 points against Alabama and Tuscaloosa. 
Uh, Arkansas is not a very great football team. I don't think you'd say. I think they won 28 to 21. I mean, Texas A&M scored 35 points on them last week. So while they're certainly getting the respect from Georgia, you take one look at what they've done this season, you think to yourself, okay, yes, they they are 100% a threat. Georgia's defense has shown to be vulnerable on the perimeter where the Rebels could certainly attack them. Um, but are they world beaters? No. I mean, what was the final score of the LSU game? I'll pull it up right now. 49. 50, yeah, 55. Yeah. 55 to 49. Yeah. I mean, that is absurd how many points that their defense has let up. Now, will the moment be too big for them? I, I don't know. This place is going to be rocking. And what gives me comfort is that Georgia has been in so many of these football games. I mean, this team is battle-tested. They are built for this type of moment. They are fully aware of how Ole Miss is going to try to attack them. Keep in mind, Kirby Smart and Lane Kiffin coached together in 2014 and 2015 at Alabama. This is the first time these two have faced off both as head coaches. Ole Miss is the only team in the SEC that Kirby Smart has yet to beat. How about that? Hmm. I think they definitely have the best offense that Georgia has seen so far. Georgia's only two, six, and one against the spread this season. Abysmal. So just bad. based on probability, they probably covered this game. I mean, going that bad against Vegas, against the odds makers, that is tough to do. So this 10 and a half number gives me a little bit of pause. That hook kind of scares me. You know, could I see a 31-21 game? Yeah, with like a late score from Ole Miss. So call it 31-14 late. Ole Miss scores. You know, Lane would probably go for two even though he doesn't need to and gets it. So 31-22, and then it's just a, a true cover. Like, that's where I could see this game going. But Carson Beck and this offense, Jake, they're humming, dude. You know yeah. Bobo's watching that film going, hey, we see a lot of opportunity to put some points on the board. So, like, Georgia could certainly run it up. I guess my question to you would be, what do they need to do from an offensive perspective to get into the end zone quick? Um, I don't know. I think it's I, I think it's interesting. You could go two ways. You could ground and pound, or you could try to air it out and just get into a shootout with them. Honestly, I love that take. And my answer is simple. Like, just do what they've been doing. Like, like don't overcomplicate yeah. it. Uh, these guys are not that great on defense. Just had a very bad outing against Texas A&M who's not great on offense. Like, they they don't do anything special on defense. Like, just go out and play your game, execute. Don't try to overcomplicate anything. Don't don't make this game any bigger than it already is. Like, keep the game plan simple. Just go out and operate uh, and let your dudes just make plays because they're going to be able to make plays on these guys. Like, go go ball out. I think the offense scores a lot of points in this game, and it's just, hey, how many stops does defense get? And I think the turnover battle is going to come down to be very important in this game. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. Turnovers are going to be huge. Can Georgia get one early? Can Georgia break a special teams play? But on the flip side, don't turn the ball over early. Don't give up a big special teams play because when the ball bounces that way early in the game, the momentum shifts fast and it is really hard to get back. So, look, this is going to be a great game. I just said it out loud on a whim, but I do think, like, 34-24, 31-21, 34-24, I mean, that's under because the total is 57 and a half. So I, I like, 
I don't know, like a weird 34-25 just because Lane wants to, weird. Go, wants to go for two, like at this weird point in the game, just just because, just to just to mess with everybody. Yeah, I mean, look, Texas A&M, they win 38-35. A&M misses a field goal in the last seconds to take it to overtime. At Auburn, tough place to play. They won 28-21. Home versus Arkansas, they win 27-20. They lose at Alabama 24-10. They didn't do anything on offense. Alabama completely shut them down in the second half. So I would fully expect Georgia to use that film to scout heavily. Kirby Smart's probably called a couple of his friends in the Alabama building to say, what do you guys see? What do we do? I would expect that. I've been wrong on Georgia so much this year. Give me the 10 and a half points. I think 31, 21. That's my, that's my official prediction. 31, 21. The hook gets you. That's a late Ole Miss score too. 31, 14 late Ole Miss scores. 31, 21. Georgia wins the game. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I like it. Awesome. Awesome. Be a good game. I'll be there. If you see me, holler at me. All right, let's go to the big 10. Number three, Michigan. (laughs) Have we been talking about Michigan? <laughs> number three, Michigan at number 10, Penn State. This game's at noon on Fox. Michigan is a four and a half point road favorite. The total here is 44 and a half points. I got some good stats for you, Jake. James Franklin is three and 16 straight up against top 10 teams as head coach at Penn State. Penn State is three and three against the spread in this series since 2017, but the higher ranked team has gone four and one against the spread in the last five meetings. Yeah. I like Michigan in this one. Uh, you know, the, the Penn state Ohio state game was, was kind of close ish. Uh, I think Michigan just comes out and dominates Do you? and yeah, I, no I distractions, think, no distractions. I, I think they just rally, they gang up together in the locker room uh, get a little pissed about this college football playoff ranking. Like you guys really think Ohio State's a better football team than us. Fine, we'll show you. We'll play Transitive a common property. We'll yep. play a we'll play a common opponent at their place and beat the brakes off of them. Yep. So that's that's kind of what I'm expecting. I just I don't know. Got that feeling. Just got that that tingly feeling. My spidey that's, senses are tingling. Yeah, that's that's what I have too. Like for for whatever reason, I feel like in to, today as you're listening Thursday. You know, supposedly the penalties are supposed to come out. Could that, you know, get these guys even tighter knit together? I, they will somehow find a way to use this as motivation. That, it's a well, shame. They, they already did at the beginning of the year when Harbaugh was already on his. Uh, um, had a, a couple. Uh, what well, he had a couple games or a game uh, where he got suspended. Yeah, and they had the, the yes, free Harbaugh T-shirts. Like beginning of this season. Yeah, they, that's something they've been dealing with all year, and they dominated all year. So why expect to let it distract them now? They're not. I totally not. agree. And, you know, for a simpleton handicapping this game, we just can't trust James Franklin. No chance, not in no. this spot. So I'll lay the four and a half with Michigan. It's a shame this game is at noon. It really is. This game should be yeah. at night, white out, out, just big-time atmosphere. But, hey, Fox wants that game to be at noon. All right, let's go to the Pac-12. Number 18, Utah at number five, Washington in Seattle. Maybe you could go to that game if you want to, Jake. 3.30 p.m. on Fox. Washington's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. The total is 51-and-a-half. Seems like Washington found some juice on the offensive side of the ball. They had struggled a couple of weeks in a row against Arizona State and Stanford. They hung 52 on USC, who couldn't. 
Michael Penix Jr. still in that Heisman race. Could Utah go into Seattle and bully them around and wreck some of their college football playoff hopes? I don't know. Nine and a half is a pretty big number, though. I think it's a big number. Utah's going to play good defense. Just how many points will they score on offense? Um, I think this game will be tighter. And I don't I don't think Washington scores as many points as, as maybe one would expect. Um what was it? Nine? You said nine, nine something? and a half, yeah. I think it's I think it's just over that. I think uh, you know, around the, the 10 to 14 range, but um yeah, I don't I don't think it's many. I think it's gonna be a, another good football game. Yeah, this home atmosphere is legit, too. Uh, one of the best games of the college football season was in this stadium, Oregon against Washington. I think Washington keeps it going here. They'll win the game. I actually do think they cover as well, so I'd lay the yeah. nine and a half at home with the Huskies, setting up for what should be just an amazing rematch in the Pac-12 title game if Oregon takes care of business on the road against USC this weekend. So that will be a good one, 3.30 on Fox. All right, what about CBS 3.30? Number 13, Tennessee at number 14, Missouri. Great game here. Tennessee's just a short one-point favorite. That's the odds makers telling you these teams are very evenly matched. The total is 58 and a half. Mizzou, any chance this is a letdown spot for them? Highly emotional and physical game last week against Georgia. They probably feel like they let that one slip away. Now they have Tennessee coming into town think this will be a great game. I'm excited to keep tabs on this one. I think it's a great game. I think it's a coin flip. I think both these teams are as as even as it gets. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, just kind of which which I think it just comes down to which quarterback plays better. Yeah, you know, like how how good is Joe Milton going to play? Uh, we saw how the Missouri Missouri quarterback played last week. Uh, he's got dudes to throw to. Um, 3.30, big-time game, big-time atmosphere. Can Missouri get up for those kind of games know, two know. weeks in a row? I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of I don't knows, and I think it's just going to be, hey, man, let's just go watch it because it's, it, we just know it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a lot like that uh, the Washington-Oregon game where it Ooh, comes down to the wire. I like that. Um, I mean, not, not – you know, the, these two teams obviously aren't really searching to get into the college football playoff like Oregon and Washington are, but two evenly matched teams just going at it. Whoever has the ball last, they's going to have it. Yeah, I gained a lot of respect for Eli Drinkwitz last week. I mean, I've always I kind too. of thought he's like a fringe kind of weirder guy, which I, I I would assume that he would probably admit to as well. But he was fiery. He was feisty on the sidelines, sticking up for his guys, getting them amped up. I just liked what I saw, and and I also – had a lot of respect for Brady Cook. That traitor kid can tote the rock. Look, Mizzou's a good football team. I think Mizzou wins at home in a nail-biter late, just like you said. That's going to be an awesome game. All right, quickly, last game of the weekend. We're going back to noon at ESPN. Number eight, Alabama at Kentucky. This game just had me scratching my head. Bama's only an 11-point favorite. The total is 46 and a half points. Am I missing something here? This is 46, one of those games 46? where I'm like 46 and a half. Yeah, that's the total. Very low scoring. Um, I got a good one for you. You want a stat? Sorry. I got I got to let me interrupt Dude, for a stat. This let me have that. Okay. Bama has won their last three trips to Lexington. The last time they played was 2013, 48 to seven. They won. Here is a great stat per Phil Steele. Thank you, Phil Steele. Bama is 10 and 0 straight up and covered six of their last eight games 
the week after they play LSU. That's just the phenomenal stat, all right? This is the week after they play LSU. They're in Kentucky. They're 11-point favorites. I just feel like they should be 17-point favorites. I do, too. I do, too. It's a team that, like, Georgia's already just pounced on, already proven to the Wildcats. It's basketball season. They can't play football with these guys yet. Not this year. I mean, why? Like, what? Like, do Alabama if they play even remotely close to how they played LSU last week? Oh, forget about it. I don't could even be, think Kentucky's going to score. Like, I'm just be, trying to figure out where could Kentucky's be in the college points. football playoff, dude. If they play like that, they should be in the college football playoff, I man. I know, and I saw Stuart Mandel uh, from. Yahoo or I forget athletic wherever he is he was chirping Greg McElroy on Twitter he was like McElroy's already planting the seed that Alabama should be in over Texas and McElroy chirped back at him he was like look dude you're going after my professionalism all I said was that based on the eye test absolutely Alabama's playing like a college football playoff team right now which you can't really disagree with based on what you saw last week I, I don't know but I agree with you so why yeah. the hell are they only 11 point favorites Thumbs up. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they know something we don't, but man, from the eye test that I have with these two eyes. Yeah, your two eyes. My two eyes. I'm taking Pam all the way. Yeah. I'll dude, take I, I I'll take 17 points, like you said. I like <laughs> it. Alt line. Alt line. All right. Well, there you go. Quickly, before I let you go. The Oregon, okay, USC plays Oregon. That game's at 10 30 p.m. on Fox. That'll be sweet. A little late night action, 7 30 for you. Oregon's a 15-point favorite. The total is 73-and-a-half. Florida plays at LSU, 7.30 p.m. SEC Network. LSU's a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. That seems like a lot if Jaden Daniels can't go. Yeah. And then another game was um, – oh, that might have been it. There's just a lot of good action this weekend. It's just going to be a great weekend of college football. Like, if Jaden Daniels doesn't play – Take the full points, right? Take 13 like, and a half. Oh dude, my God, yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Florida Florida might slip up and have a good game. They might might do that again. I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's it. Getting you locked in for week 11 right here on Punt and Pass. Got to give a big, 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 big shout out to our presenting sponsor. That, of course, is Prize Picks. Make your weekends profitable with Prize Picks. It's the best daily fantasy app ever. They had the Prize Picks World Championship in Atlanta this past weekend. Tons of internet celebrities. The Nelk Boys were in town. Uh, Book It with Trent was in town. Drewski, for all my people who listen who are big social media people, looked like an awesome time. I couldn't make it, uh, but it was the best. Prize Picks is awesome. Great community they have going on. They want you to be a part of it. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Pick two to six players. Predict that they will go more or less in their prize picks entry. You can win 25x your money. That is real cash, real fast. DB3 piece coming out Friday or Saturday at prize picks on Twitter and Instagram. We're at punt and pass. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at from Jake punt and pass.com. Anything on the way out, my brother. No, this college football playoff ranking, man, it's just about to get real. After week 11, I can tell. It is about to get real, and it's all about to unravel. So just just get ready. Just get ready. Well, we will be ready. Enjoy your trip out to the West Coast. Go Commanders against those Seahawks. Should be an awesome weekend in Athens. If you see me around, please holler. I'd love to see you as well. 
it'll be a good one. And we will talk to you on Monday. See you. We out. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com.